scary girl. So about that Nazi. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is Dead Time Stories. The recently zero star rated Y'all, acclaimed podcast. welcome, because happy Thanksgiving. The tea is hot. We are so thankful for our haters. <laughs> I don't want to give him too much airtime, but at the same time, we have to talk about it. We haven't talked about it. We've been saving it for the air. So we had uh, we had a troll comment last week, um, and this was somebody who didn't even he didn't even listen to the he podcast to, to the hear podcast. us bitching about people leaving shitty reviews without listening. But because there was a Lizzo quote, yeah, that's what got him on one of our Instagram posts. A troll. Um, just read it. Just okay. read it because it's so ridiculous. I was telling a friend about it and I was like, I just got to read it to you. So he left a comment. Uh, uh, first, what is his uh, Instagram tag name? It is Beast Amongst Human Sheep. There it is. Um, so that's so, not a red white supremacist flag. I don't know what is. Sarah quoted, you know, Lizzo with don't text me. Tell it straight to my face. Which is what I said on the episode, too. He says, stand in front of me, okay, straight to your face. Never heard the podcast. <gasps> but that Lizzo shit is millennial half-brain garbage. She sounds stupid to grown folks. Listen to it again when you're an adult. And sorry, and I had to... Think yeah. of And me. remember me. Yeah. Have a great weekend. And then we all commented back, and he has said nothing. So my... Because he's just a troll, right? He's just um, a white My asshole. response was a Lizzo quote on a post from a podcast you've never listened to. What a weird thing for an adult to be butthurt about. Hashtag triggered. Hashtag snowflakes. Yes, that, that was, was my that comment. That was Sarah's comment. Um, then Colleen and came up to bat. Jumped, Colleen and Christina got in there. Colleen was the first one. Uh, she said, wow, a white man with an unwanted opinion. Groundbreaking. <laughs> This was the highlight of my Friday night. Also, I just want to say I was sitting at the bar on my phone, just laughing at all of this. And uh, whatever you say, Boomer was her other one. OK, Boomer. Yes. Christina said, hey, bro, just because you have middle. Um, oh, excuse me. Just because you have a middle English preposition in your handle doesn't make you quote unquote grown neither does commenting on the post of a podcast you've never listened to in fact my thoughts from your private profile the fact that you know what a podcast is and that you're bored you've heard enough lizzo to be bothered which alternates between <laughs> lower and capital case letters conclude that you are a millennial yourself with manhood so small that you have to scream your opinion from a mountaintop to the world that doesn't give a shit oh and fuck you oh and um, fuck you zach said who is she <laughs> And Christina said, 100% that bitch. <laughs> um, so I want to thank, you know, I want to thank our, I want to thank you guys for going to bat listeners. for us. Yes. It's um, my favorite. And I don't want to give him too much energy because I know he's just a troll and this is exactly what he wants. He doesn't listen to the podcast. But he doesn't listen to the podcast. So fuck you, beast amongst human sheep. Fuck you right in the asshole. I'm standing in front of you as a grown ass adult and saying once again, Straight to my face. say it to my face. Uh, and at the time, uh, his picture was himself and I assume his, his wife. wife. He has since changed it to a white supremacist symbol that's like a mix of a Confederate flag a hammer and sickle and a swastika. So a mixture of, I think that's the communism symbol mixed with a swastika. It's, a, it's just awful is what it is. See, but they don't, I'm like, don't they not like communists, but they like Russia? I don't understand. None of it makes None sense. None of it makes any sense to me because I am neither a white supremacist nor a man, a Nazi, or nor a, a man. Nazi, so nor a man. I don't understand. We're also not a beast amongst human sheep. Apparently, no. I'm we just are one of the human, human sheep. sheep with uh, bah, bitch. I'm a millennial half brain. 
So that's well, what I said to our friend Caitlin. With my millennial Who also listens. Brain. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, hey girl. Caitlin. I will also give credit to um, Samantha for going up to bat for us on that do not recommend Facebook post. Yes. Did you see that? I she did. Also, I love – here's my thing is as much as I love the haters and I, I sent you the gift where I was like, I'm a, we're a somebody now. Right. I posted on my Facebook <laughs> and I was like, somebody who doesn't listen to us like – hated on us for quoting Lizzo. Like, are we famous? Are we famous? <laughs> like, does this mean we've made it? I'm a somebody now. Um, I forgot where I was going, but yes. And then Samantha commented on that and all of our listeners going up to bat for us. She's a friend awesome. of mine back home who is also delightful, who I have a Amazing. great story about her from prom night that you may or may not have heard that I will not be repeating on the podcast, oh. but <laughs> I, I like, will tell you, you privately. Tell um, but Sam, if you remember prom night or if you don't, Do you- uh, <laughs> I've got a great memory of that, but no, She's we, not um, tell it on the podcast. Sam gets a special shout out because, so we met in fourth grade, uh, we were in fourth grade and fifth grade together. Aww. And in my fifth grade class, there was a club that was literally all of the girls except for me. And it was a club to like shit on me because I suck. And Sam was like, fuck that club. Like Stephanie's my friend. So like she wasn't yeah. in the Stephanie Hayton club. Yeah. So Sam was my friend before I was cool. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> so, so shout out to Sam, who is super awesome. I also, since we're giving shout outs, and this is appropriate because it's our Thanksgiving episode. So we're these giving are the people thanks. that these we're, people thankful we're grateful for. for. And so we're grateful for, for all of you. Also, on top of that, I have to say, your sister. Because she's been emailing. Your sister. <laughs> Gail Marie, thank you for emailing. Gail Marie, thank you for emailing because you know I love your emails and I respond to you. And I told her that I was going to make a whole big deal about her in the episode. And she said, no, please don't. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Joke's on you, girl. Joke's on you, girl. Um, and she is right. We have been talking about number one spots and number one listeners. And we do leave out Gail Marie. But Gail Marie is hard. She's been there from the beginning. She's been a listener from the beginning. <laughs> And she also brings up the fact that when we talk about kids dying, we don't say so much child death enough. It's true. We don't say that enough. And that is from um, Hello Hello from from the Magic Magic Tavern. Tavern. And she's like, every time you guys don't say there's so much child death, I feel like there's a burp that doesn't come out. (laughs) (laughs) And you can feel it. It's sitting right here in your esophagus. Like you feel it. Child death. So. So much child death. So much child death. I don't have any child. Oh, I do have child death in my story. <laughs> do I? I'll have to double check the age of the people that and died when I'm talking about what I'm talking about. Gail Marie brought up because we did our take a listen round table. Gail Marie brought up her favorite episode, which I totally forgot about, but it's the one with all the abortion jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's her favorite. And the in-house abortion man. Because I know how much you love a joke about an in-house anything, man. Sarah has dropped her notebook and is like bent over laughing at the floor right now. Gosh. I am your in-house abortion man. man. Um, (laughs) See, I want that to be I am your singing abortion man. I am your singing abortion man. Um, Because it's the telegram from Clue. While you pull the baby Um, out of me. I also, which we'll see about last night. I'm sure I did fine. At this point in the game, it's next week. But I won last week at Songbird. I won Robin Week doing Indestructible. So that's three wins, which is really exciting. The person who's won the most has four wins. So I'm, you know, coming for that number one spot. spot. 
Um, and this week, um, that's coming up, but you know, by the time this airs is last night is thankful AF week. And because it's already happened, I can say it now, but Val doesn't know I'm doing Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Aww, uh, so you're thankful for Val. Cause I'm thankful for them. And Val is at songbird every week Aww. and some people, some other people have shown up and like mostly it's this one girl's whole family make up the audience. Um, but Val is there for me every week, and I'm Aww. very thankful for them. And everybody at Songbird knows them because they're, they're there. Every, they're at every show. So, um, so that's what I'm singing, and uh, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna do pretty well. But Yay. we'll find out, I guess. Yay! Thankful for Val. But yeah, I'm and I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you, Sarah. I'm thankful for you and all the hard work that you do to keep our our show going. In spite of all the haters. <laughs> and I'm thankful for you, listeners. And we I'm thankful for Mary Angela. Who, so thankful for And Mary Eric, Angela who and let us record Eric. in their home. And we're going to be having Thanksgiving with them. We will. So, so we might be recording. It's a very... Uh, drunkenly. Yeah, we're going to do some drunk Thanksgiving recording. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be great. Um, but I'm uh, I'm very thankful. I've had a good year. It's been a it's been a good year. There's been a lot. I, I it's insane to me that the year is almost over. This year has been. I know. A There's been a lot of changes by. this year. Changes. Changes. Yeah, absolutely. What movie is that from? Oh, I just, it's of? a David Bowie song, but I don't know what movie. I know, but there's some. There's like, definitely a movie that they play. Early two thousands movie. Don't want to be a different girl. I don't know. Those aren't the lyrics. Okay. Anyways. I'm going to Google. Google. Hey, Google. <laughs> what movie <laughs> is Cha 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 Changes in? Features. <laughs> this is that three star content you guys are paying for. <laughs> Bowie's Changes. We have a plan for this episode, I promise. It appeared in Shrek 2. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. That's exactly it. You know, what's funny is I first thought Shrek, but I couldn't think of when in Shrek it would have played. Shrek 2. But now I'm like, oh, because it didn't play in Shrek, it played in Shrek 2. Because Shrek 1 is all about that all-star. Right, hey now. Hey now. (laughs) You're an ogre. Get your swamp on. Get... Um, Whatever you want. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to move into our great content. Um... (laughs) Somebody showed me a great photoshopped picture that this was like the bio on on Smash Mouth's Twitter page, which I'm sure this was never actually their bio. But it um, probably should be. It probably should be. It said, fuck you, Shrek. We were fin to be the next Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> fin to be. <laughs> now that's what I think of. <laughs> Finn to be the next Beatles. When I think of All Stars and Shrek and Smash Mouth, I think of Finn to be the next Beatles. Fuck you, Shrek. We were Finn to be the next Beatles. The great thing about Shrek 2, though, too, is <laughs> Shrek 2, though, too. Shrek 2, back in the habit. <laughs> Shrek 2, back in the swamp. <laughs> um, is the the cover where the fairy godmother sings. I need a hero. Yes. That used to be one of my karaoke songs. Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's awesome. I need a hero. Yeah, I know what you're that's talking it. about. Yep, that's it. That's yep. it. That's it. Anyways, Stephanie. Sarah. Listeners. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? We didn't talk about who was going first, did we? We didn't. I'll go first. Okay. Um. So, 
Depending on your definition of ghost, I guess. Uh, these, what is that? Wait, hold on. What does that mean? Definition of ghost? I feel like I'm going to talk about people who um, these memories probably haunt them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about um, famous people who have killed people. Ooh, OJ. Most of them are accidents, but some of them Most are like are OJ. Accidents. To be fair, there are ninety percent of the list are Kennedys. I was going to say a lot of them are car accidents. Kennedy, there is Kennedy on the list. <laughs> Um, so, uh, one of the first people on the list is Sid Vicious, who, if you don't who know. Who did he kill? Himself? Nancy. Oh, he did? Of Sid and Nancy. I didn't know he killed her. I am I know who they are, but so, I didn't know. So, yeah, he was the uh, front man for the Sex Pistols, um, and he was very British. There's a movie with Gary Oldman called Sid and Nancy, where Gary Oldman plays Sid Vicious, uh, and Nancy, uh, I don't know who the actress is, but man, she was annoying. But I'm oh. sure she did a great job of playing Nancy Spungen. R.I.P. Sorry, too soon. Is Nancy annoying? <sighs> I Apparently mean, Sid thought so. <laughs> so on a night of, you know, a drug-fueled binge. Um, so he said that he didn't remember doing it. But I mean, they were up all night doing drugs and he woke up in the morning and she'd been stabbed to death. What? in the stomach and, and he's he, like oh no what happened so he claimed at first that he found her that way like because they were just like on all drugs. drugs and he didn't remember um but later admitted to having stabbed her in the stomach uh he was charged with murder but he never stood trial because he died of a drug overdose while he was out on bail so if you've heard of sid and nancy now you know this one is my... I didn't know that. This is my particular favorite one to tell people somebody has killed someone because they're always like, really? And that's Matthew Broderick. Um, Matthew Broderick killed somebody. Who did he kill? It was an accident. It was a car accident. <laughs> no. A lot of these... I want to clarify that most of them are car accidents. He's a murderer. <laughs> but, Ferris Bueller's murdering But I murdering love to tell off. people that Matthew Broderick killed somebody. And people are like, what? And I'm like, it was an accident, though. Um, it was... <laughs> When he was in um, Ireland Did in 1987. No, because this was in 87. Oh, my God. So he's had plenty of work since then. Um, but this was before Jennifer Gray murdered her career by getting a nose job. I know. Rest in peace, Jennifer Gray's <laughs> nose. original nose. Um, so both- That's the title of the episode. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jennifer Gray's nose. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> both Matthew Broderick and uh, and Jennifer Gray was his girlfriend at the time, which weirds me out because she was his she was sister, sister in Ferris Bueller. Ugh. Correct. Uh, and they were on a vacation in Ireland when he mistakenly drove on the wrong side of the road. And crashed into an oncoming car. The car's driver and the passenger both died. He killed two people? Two people. It Two birds, one stone. He's, he's not quite a serial killer because it was on the same was occasion. A- it wasn't two different, mur- two different times he killed people. Um, which, again, I stand by what I say, which is that bar is low. It's too low. <laughs> Anna Gallagher, who was 28, and her mother, Margaret Doherty, she was 63, they were pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. Broderick was initially charged with causing death by dangerous driving and faced up to five years in prison but was eventually convicted of careless driving and was fined instead. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But yes, I love telling people that Matthew Broderick killed somebody, but again, it was, it was I an accident. I had no idea. Yeah. Matthew Broderick, how dare you? Uh, so the next person is Venus Williams. Who'd she kill? 
This is another car accident. <laughs> I told you most of them are car accidents. I'm still going to be surprised at every, every single, single one, one of them. Um, so in June 2017, this one was fairly recent. Williams was in Palm Beach, Florida. She was driving her her Toyota Sequoia SUV um, when another car crashed into hers at an intersection. Oh, so it wasn't her fault. Right. And that didn't come out until later because they were everybody was like Venus Williams. Uh, the car's driver, Linda Barson, survived. But her passenger, 78 year old husband, Jerome Barson, later died at ECU. And Venus is like, first of all, I wasn't even the killer. Williams was initially suspected of turning into the intersection without the right of way, but was later cleared of any wrongdoings after authorities obtained a surveillance video that showed it wasn't actually her fault. They got the receipts. They do got the receipts. Number four, this one I didn't know, and I'm surprised I didn't know this. Brandy. Who did she kill? Still surprised. Accident, car accident. Car accident. So, (laughs) and I forgot, (laughs) this is because I'm so stupid. I forgot she has a last name. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Brandy Norwood. I think it's Brandy Wine. She was part of Brandy Wine. (laughs) She was part of a multi-car collision that left a mother of two dead. Oh, Brandy. And there wasn't so much child death, but the children were in the car and they were injured, but they survived. The mother did not. But left without, like, Bambi. This was uh, December. Bambi. Brandy left them like Bambi. She sure did. Brandy Bambied them. (laughs) Right in the Bambi. (laughs) Um, this happened on december 30th of 2006 she lost control of her land rover on the 405 freeway in los angeles when a nearby car swerved into hers she slammed into a toyota corolla driven by a watif adujabai a 38 year i'm sure i'm butchering that name i apologize a 38 year old wife and mother who later died abu dajai's two children who were also in the car had minor injuries but made a full recovery brandy was reportedly devastated by her part in the accident who wouldn't be oh yeah she eventually reached a settlement with abu dajai's widower which was not made public that's fair so the next person on the list I forgot that this person, this is a serial killer. It was two separate occasions oh. when he killed somebody. Is Don. Isn't the, it's three killers. It's three. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yes. I was like, you're, you're like, don't put that bar even, even lower. lower. Um, so the next person is Don King. I killed King. three bugs last week. Does that make me a serial killer? <laughs> I'm sorry. Don I King. murdered a box of Cheerios the other day. Like you would not believe. <laughs> Does that make me a serial killer? Uh, So legendary fight promoter Don King killed not one, but two men. Hooker. Oh. (laughs) The first was an accident. King killed a man trying to break into his place of business. Uh, In 1954, King shot Hillary Brown in the back when the man tried to break into one of his gambling houses. All right. Well, this man's got an issue with breaking and entering. The incident was deemed a justifiable homicide. The next death, however, was not so innocent. King stomped his employee, (gasps) Sam Garrett, to death. (gasps) Why? Because Garrett owed him $600. That's it? That's it. So he stomped him? Stomped him to death. That sounds like a lot of work. King was convicted of second degree murder, but the judge lowered his conviction. What? To non-negligent manslaughter. What? Which meant King received only four years in prison. What the fuck? For his violent crime. He stomped somebody. He stomped him to death. To make matters worse, Cleveland named the street where King killed Garrett Don King Way. Stop it. Because Cleveland's like a real rock star city. It's a real classy broad. I mean, that's where they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> only in America. Um, only in Cleveland. So the next person on our list who killed somebody, Caitlyn Jenner. I think I knew that. That's another car accident. It's another car accident. It happened in February of 2015. Jenner was involved in a fatal multiple vehicle collision. Ugh. She rear-ended a car on the Pacific Coast Highway in California, slamming it into traffic where it was then bulldozed by <gasps> another car. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner, get a driver. The other car's driver, Kim Howe, an animal rights activist and actress, was killed, and seven other people were gravely injured. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Is um that comedian whose wife killed him and then killed herself on there? No, it's Phil Hartman. That's I also thought about doing a list of celebrities who had been murdered. <laughs> Phil Hartman would be on that That's list. Such a crazy but his, story. His wife wasn't really like a celebrity. Like no. he was a celebrity. Yeah. Um, and she's the one who who murdered him. But it's um what's his name? Uh Andy Andy Dick. Is that the, the weird actor? Oh who got her hooked on cocaine and everyone says that it's his fault. So there's that. And I also heard that John Lovitz beat the shit yes. out of out of yes. Andy Dick. Because of that. Over that, yes. Because Andy's like, whatever, not my fault. Yeah, I gave her the Like cocaine. he saw him and in a bar like, and was knew. like almost like making jokes about it, right? Yes. And John Lovitz beat the ever loving shit out of him. And I I'm like, love that drama. Get it, John Lovitz. Yeah, I am here for that. I know. Tea. And what a I know. And John Lovitz, of course, was like great friends with Phil Hartman from SNL. Yeah, like his best friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's John Lovitz okay. beat the shit out of Andy. And they Dick. still don't like each other. And a oh, lot yeah, of no. people don't like Andy Dick. I don't like Andy Dick. I know, honestly, he's awful. The only time I've ever liked Andy Dick was there's a picture of Andy Dick and Tom Green dressed as each other. Yeah, they both suck. And I didn't realize how much they looked like each other until they dressed up as each other. And I was like, whoa, crazy. And that's the the end of me liking anything that Andy Dick mm-hmm. ever did. <laughs> I don't like him. Although I also love... Um, there's a show that I love that I have on DVD called Clone High, and Andy Dick has some voices in Clone High. I was gonna say he's the voice of the bad, like the bad guy in Hoodwinked, and I love Hoodwinked, but I hate Andy Dick. Yeah, no, he's trash. He's Garbage trash. Person. All right, well, Phil Hartman's not on the list. Never no, mind, because he didn't murder anybody. He was he murdered. was murdered. Correct. Uh, so the next person on this list is Snoop Dogg. Snoopy. Yes. <laughs> Now his is legit because remember he does you know he's OG like gangster rap. So, I mean yeah, and now he's you know best friends with Martha, Martha Stewart, Stewart, and I they love both that. Time. Makes me so happy oh, to know that so that's wholesome. like such a such a good friendship. They have so much to bond over. So we all know that Snoop is the master of rap and the cooking game. Yep. But did you know he was once also on trial murder? for murder? Snoop and his bodyguard, McKinley Lee, were charged with a conspiracy to commit assault in the case of August 1993 death of Philip Woldemar. Woldemarium. 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 Interesting. (laughs) On October 25th, 1993, Snoop and Lee went to Woodpine Park section of L.A. to talk to a man who'd had an earlier confrontation with a friend of Snoop's. Woldemarian, 20, an Ethiopian immigrant, reached for his gun as he approached Snoop's car. Lee fired two shots at him and then fled the scene with Snoop. Woldemarian later died. Johnny Cochran tried the case. Oh. <laughs> He's a name we'll remember. Yep. And Snoop was cleared of all charges, although he spent months on house arrest. Snoop credits the case with forcing him to change his ways. What ways? Right. <laughs> 
Um, the next person isn't somebody I'm familiar with, but maybe one of our listeners is, but I have a feeling that none of our listeners are sports fans either. But Aaron Hernandez on June 17th, 2013, Odin Lloyd, a linebacker for the new England football league, semi-professional team called the Boston bandits was found shot to death in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Suspicion soon fell on Aaron Hernandez, a professional football player who had accused Lloyd of breaking his trust. According to the first assistant district attorney, Bill McCauley, Hernan- uh, Bill McCauley, Hernandez drove the victim to a remote spot and then he orchestrated his execution. Oh. Hernandez was found guilty of first degree and sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole, but was later acquitted. He committed suicide in 2017 and was found to have severe CTE. Is that the brain where they say when you play football long enough? You hit your head so many times it makes you crazy. Yes, and I clicked on the thing to clarify what it was. And, of course, it was like, do you want to subscribe to the New York Times? I definitely do not. And I'm like, no, I don't. Thanks. So I'll leave it a mystery. You can Google it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Google it. You won't. Sorry, my thing disappeared. I have to reopen it. Oh, no. Who else is on the list? I scroll back down. I need to know. Well, Jennifer Grey, for her own career... (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that nose she murdered it she murdered her nose she murdered. uh jennifer gray if you're not 100 percent who we're sh- who we're talking she's about she's baby she's from dirty correct dancing. i was like she's of dirty dancing fame and uh ferris bueller um and she got a nose job and then didn't Does. really work after that because she doesn't look like herself uh her father is joel gray who was the MC in Cabaret. He was the original wizard in Wicked. I didn't know um, that. He's done all sorts of things. And I knew who he was. I knew who she was. But I like didn't know that was her dad until the last couple of years. And then I was like, huh! Because um, I know who he is. Um, interesting. Interesting. So next on the list, of course, is O.J. Simpson. Uh, he didn't do it. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because I was we I was thinking about this the other day that I remember saying something to my mom like my mom said something about him being a murderer this is when I was you know still young um, and I was like but he didn't do it like he was found not guilty he didn't do it and my mom so was Casey Anthony my mom was like just because he was found not guilty does not mean he didn't do it and I was like oh like I thought that's what that meant because I'm a child yeah. um And she was like, let me set this record straight real fast. (laughs) So one of the most famous celebrity murders and the subject of numerous documentaries, films and other projects was the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and her friend Ron Goldman, presumably by her husband, football hero O.J. Simpson. On June 12th, 1994, Nicole and Goldman were discovered sca- were discovered stabbed to death outside of Nicole's condo in Brentwood, a posh area of Los Angeles. Simpson was a person of interest and led police on a low-speed pursuit in a white Ford Bronco SUV. Everyone remembers that footage. The trial was one of the most sensational in American history. I remember that's like one of the first like one of my earliest memories is I remember like yeah. the trial happening. Simpson was represented by Johnny Cochran. Yep. And acquitted of the murder charges, although he later went to prison on an unrelated armed robbery and kidnapping charge. Bet you didn't know that the famous politicians, this next politician's wife once killed someone. You want to make a guess? Nancy Reagan. No. Laura Bush. Oh, you know what? I think I did know that. 
She has a distinguished pedigree. She's the wife of the 43rd president of the yeah, United you know, States. Have you looked at her? You don't fuck George with her. George W. Bush. And was also the first lady of Texas from 95 to 2005. But did you know that she once killed someone? Texas breeds some badass accident. bitches. <laughs> On November 6th, 1963, only two days after her 17th birthday, Bush ran past the stop sign and hit another car, killing the driver. Laura. Her, her classmate and close friend, Michael Dutton Douglas, who was rumored to be her boyfriend at the time, although she denied it. She was never charged. <laughs> and she and she's like, <laughs> he's like, I, she's my girlfriend. And she's like, mm, mm. no, I'm not. She was never charged. And she and her passenger only had minor injuries. Damn. So the next one is Ted Kennedy, who I'll have a not fun story, but fun story about at the end of this. Um, the now deceased Ted Kennedy, he's the youngest brother of President John F. Kennedy and Senator Robert Kennedy, was once the most prominent Kennedy in Washington, having served for 40 years. He also killed someone. Until he murdered. Wasn't it his mistress? Put her in a car and drove it off a bridge. So on July 18th, 1969, Kennedy was in Martha's Vineyard hosting a party when he left with 28-year-old Mary Jo Kopechny. As he tried to cross Dyke Bridge, he lost control of his car, which went crashing into the Poocha Pond Pond Inlet. I can't talk today. He murdered her. Kennedy fled the scene, but Kopechny was... uh, She died in the overturned vehicle. She was stuck, and he did not report the death for nine hours. And was given two months suspended sentence for fleeing the scene of the accident. Jesus! It's got to be nice to be a rich white guy. I know. The incident became known as the Chappaquiddick incident. Um, So the fun story about Ted Kennedy was that my mother hated Ted Kennedy. uh, And my mom, now remember, we're, you know, you know where we're from. We're from the South. My mom was born and raised in the mountains of North Carolina. My mother... um, when she was 18 registered as a Republican so that she could vote for Richard Nixon. That was the first president she got to vote for. And she stood by, she was like, Stephanie, he was a good president. Okay. He made mistakes, but he was a good president. My mom, as she got older, cause she was really a one issue sure, voter. Uh, and that issue was, um, access to abortion. And when my mom was younger, Republicans were still down with that. But as time went on and Republicans leaned towards a more, conservative uh viewpoint rather than just you know states rights but actually like you know very christian oriented religion only yeah my mom was voting democrat but would not change her party she stayed a registered republican until 2008 because she wanted to vote for hillary in the primaries but she refused to change policy she said that the reason she was not changing parties is because she didn't want to be in the same party as ted kennedy And my mom said that she she would not register Democrat until Ted Kennedy died, um, which he didn't die, I think, until a couple of years after 2008, because in 2008, she changed parties because it was between Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, and she wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, And yeah, we had a whole big argument about that. Not an argument, but my mom was like, Stephanie, he's a Muslim. And I was like... Mom. Right. I was like, first of all, he's not. And second of all, even if he was, like, that's Mom. not a big yeah, I, I've known Muslim people because it's not the fifties. So like I know. At a least couple, he's not like, a it's Mormon. Ooh. <laughs> like Mitt Romney. Yep. Um, so the next person on the list is Keith Moon. He's the drummer for the Who. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of success during his day. He also saw a lot of tragedy as well. 
On January 4th, 1970, Moon was trying to drive away from a pub where he was being harassed by patrons when he drove over his friend and bodyguard, <gasps> Neil Bolin. What? Who he did not see on the road. Moon was under the influence at the time. He was like, I didn't know there's a speed bump here. And he was charged <laughs> both with that and driving without a license and insurance. Oh, gosh. The death was ruled an accident, but it haunted Moon until his death eight years later at the age of 32. Did he kill himself? Um, How did Keith Moon die? I feel like it was an overdose. Mm. Of course, now I have to look it up. How did Keith Moon <laughs> Hard-hitting journalism right here. Yes, bitch. Yeah, drug overdose. Right. I was like, I just kind of assumed. He was he was so young. Next person on the list, Howard Hughes. Oh. You remember Howard Hughes, the eccentric billionaire played by Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio in the film The Aviator? Yes. Hughes, who famously suffered from OCD, was once in a fatal car accident. The aviation pioneer was driving erratically on July 11th, 1936, when he struck and killed a pedestrian named Gabriel S. Meyer. Wow. The entire incident was then finessed by Hughes' lawyers, though Hughes had been drinking. He was declared sober at the hospital, and a witness later changed his story to say that the man had stepped in front of Hughes' car. Mm. Hughes was blamelessly released from the coroner's inquest. Wow. Next up, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Of, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. I'll, I'll get the moon for you. I, <laughs> speaking of Magic Tavern, I love how much they reference It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to explain Chris moon? must to somebody the other Chris day. Um, he asked Chris to do something and he must do it. So one of the greatest movie stars of all time ranked only behind Humphrey Bogart and Cary Grant. On what list? Stewart is one of the most recognizable actors Um in you know old hollywood mm -hmm. uh he was in films like it's a wonderful life philadelphia, philadelphia story, story harvey yep. uh rear window mm -hmm. before stewart was an actor however he was a pilot in the u.s air force uh serving during world war ii in fact he became the first major american star to serve during the war he also killed people a lot of people because he was in the war because he was in a war Stewart worked as a command pilot in the lead b24 on several missions during which he participated in bombings that led to the deaths of several enemy soldiers and civilians in nazi occupied europe he i just imagine him like i'm i'm jimmy stewart and i'm 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 i'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm, shoot you now I'm, I'm gonna shoot him mr, mr. I'm president i'm gonna shoot him i'm gonna take him down for america he he did stutter a lot um, but it was charming. Because <laughs> he killed people. He received numerous awards for his service, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Then we have uh, Vince Neal, the front man for the Motley crew. I was like, Vince Gill? <laughs> <laughs> I brought him up last week, and that's my story, and I'm sticking Stick to it. it. Um, so the, <laughs> he had a checkered past full of violent incidents, but none come close to the time he killed Hanoi Rocks drummer Nicholas Razzle Dingley. Is that really his last name? Razzle is in quotes as a nickname. Oh. Dingley is, but Dingley is his that last name. That sucks still, too. Dingley. On December 8th, 1984, Dingley and two other band members visited Neil in California. The men decided to go get some liquor, and Neil, who was driving, lost control of the car and hit another vehicle, Oof. seriously injuring the car's occupants and killing Dingley. Though his blood alcohol level was well over the limit, Neil only spent 15 days in jail for vehicular manslaughter Jeez. and driving under the influence. Uh, and then the big bad boy, we've got Phil Spector. 
Are you familiar with Phil Spector? I thought um, the big one would be OJ. Oh, we already did OJ. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, I'm surprised that he's not the number one. Um, well, Him or Ted Kennedy. So Phil Spector was a music producer in like the 60s and 70s. He um, created what they call like he really um, came up into fame because when stereo became a thing versus mono sound. OK. OK. Right. So playing in two different channels. Yes. Um, and what they call the wall of sound where he would kind of like boost all these things in the background. Um, the song I always think of that comes to mind first is Be My Baby that like with that doom, 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 at the beginning, dun, 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 the night we met, I knew I, that song, yeah, needed you so, but he produced like the Rondettes, a lot of like those like Motown, and not Motown, but like the, like there's like three girls and they all have the same hair and they sing the Supremes, yeah. like a lot of those kind of groups. And he's a murderer. And he's a murderer. So notorious producer Phil Spector, they made a movie about him for HBO with Al Pacino <laughs> as Phil Spector. You have also you've seen him and maybe didn't know who he was because uh, they kept showing all these pictures of him in the courtroom with just crazy hair. Like he has his he's an older white man with glasses and then like just had this crazy curly like weird hair like uh, i'll find the picture and show it to you okay um a notorious producer phil specter was convicted of killing actress lana clarkson by shooting her on february 3rd 2003 though he claimed the death was accidental a jury sentenced him to 19 years in jail in 2009 he got 19 years and ted kennedy got a fine well, Ted Kennedy could conceivably say it was an accident, right? He His judgment was like he left and didn't tell anybody for several hours. Phil Spector was like, we got in a fight and then she killed herself. Okay, we fought over the gun and then she got shot. And okay, then it was like, her. and no, he never admitted he never to killing admitted. her. The, the jury was like, yeah, nice try, dude. Like the evidence is, is like, there's no way. Like you had to have killed this woman. Huh, okay. I've got to find this picture of him with the crazy hair. Because it was everywhere of him sitting in the courtroom. You're like, what the fuck, dude? This guy. Oh. He looks like, um, what's his name from The Simpsons? The bad guy. Oh, he's Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. He does look a little bit like Sideshow Bob. He's got a Sideshow Bob thing going on. He sure does. Um, but that's Phil Spector. And he always has weird, crazy hair. That's the one I always remember. But these are other <laughs> ways he has appeared. Oh, my God. That um, is an ugly man. He is a very unfortunate looking person. I almost called him a gentleman, but let's be No, he's, he's not, not a gentleman. gentleman. Right? He's uh, he's definitely not. He's a boy. I was trying to see like other. He worked on Let It Be by the Beatles. Um, he worked with Tina Turner. Imagine with John Lennon. And he shot someone in the back. Yeah. Um, so he produced a lot of like really major like albums damn. um and then he killed somebody damn and that's phil specter so those are celebrities who have killed people there's also but i didn't see him on any list i only know from reading one of his books that john waters also killed someone but it was also an accident this in a car. makes me think that at some point in my life i'm gonna get in a car accident and someone's gonna die somebody it oh. just seems way too prevalent it happens to so many of us um, have you killed somebody not yet um, <laughs> but yes john waters um was driving and somebody walked into the street like at a place where they didn't have the right of way like it wasn't a crosswalk or anything they walked out Ugh. and got hit by his car that's awful yeah 
gosh. You're welcome. Thankful for that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thankful to still be alive and to have not killed anyone yet. 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 All right, Stephanie. Well, my turn. Sarah, what are you talking about this week? I'm talking about a ghost story. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do the good old fashioned. I'm just going to sort of rattle this off to you by memory because I've listened a lot and done a lot of reading and was like, I can't write it all down. There are so many ghost stories of this place so many okay so i'm just giving you a few tip of the this iceberg. is just syphilitic with ghosts love it so we're talking about the crescent hotel in eureka springs arkansas okay i don't know if you're familiar with eureka it's, springs it's something I am. that sounds familiar yes i'm not entirely there familiar, used but to be like a sea world ish exhibit in eureka springs okay and i remember my mom and dad taking me a few times when I was a kid. But my family, half of my family's from Arkansas. So we used to go to Arkansas frequently, unfortunately. I don't recommend it. Why is this Kansas? And this is not Arkansas. America, explain. Is it? It is Arkansas. Have you ever seen that video? No, but it makes sense. It's like a vine where this like adorable, like Middle Eastern lady is like pointing at the two on a map. And she's like, explain. We can't. Um, Yeah, Arkansas is fine. Uh, so this is the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So a little bit of history about it because the history is also weird. And then we'll get to the ghosts. So it was originally built in 1886 as a resort for the rich and famous, but it quickly became unmanageable and deteriorated. <laughs> I love it. And closed. And in 1906, it then opened as a women's college. Um, but unfortunately, when the Depression hit, it closed. So it closed in 1924. And then it reopened for a short stint as a junior college in 1930. But that lasted a whole four years before it closed again. And then in 1937, this man named Norman Baker bought it and turned it into a cancer hospital. A little bit about Norman Baker. He's a character. He started as a circus tent maker so he would build the circus tents and things huh. like that yeah he was okay. also an investor and he was also a radio personality and his radio station was he got the tag k-t-n-t and it was know the naked truth oh get out so his radio 10 his radio stations tended to lean towards anti-Semitic. Oh, yeah. I was going to say conspiracy theorists. Anti-Catholic. And, and the people who do that are usually all of the things that you're saying. Yep. Anti, uh, Anti-Semitic, anti-Catholic. He was spreading, like, paranoid delusions, mm -hmm. conspiracy theories. He also talked about his sexual exploits and played hillbilly music. Sure. So he just covered he all of it. He would fit right in in Trump's he definitely would have voted for Trump. 100%. He sounds like a real like Rush Limbaugh kind of guy. You know what? I think he is Rush Limbaugh. I think they're the same person. Okay. All right. So Rush I'll Limbaugh bought this hotel <laughs> in 1937. So he did all those things. And then he woke up one day and he was like, I have the cure for cancer. I have what? the cure for cancer. And what? he opened this hospital in the Crescent Hotel, what is now the Crescent Hotel. And he claimed a 100% success rate. I will cure your cancer. That's some L. Ron Hubbard shit right there. It's some Norman Baker Trump voting shit right there. His cure was a mixture of the Eureka Springs natural spring water, clover, corn silk, 
and watermelon seeds. And he would inject those into the inject patient. Inject them? Inject them. Oh, if you had a brain. Not like drinking them. Like If he- you had a brain tumor, he would peel your scalp back, peel the skull cap off, and pour the mixture directly on the what brain. What the fuck? What? He didn't cure cancer. They no shit. <laughs> no shit. It did not work. It didn't work. Yes. Yes. He's like, 100% of these people don't have cancer anymore because they're they're dead dead. (laughs) because I killed them. But there's no cancer. Well, no. So here's more about him. I also want to note, and this is further down in my notes, but I want to bring it up. On top of of him being a radio, shitty radio DJ, circus tent maker, he apparently drove a purple car and only wore lavender clothing. What? <laughs> Made me think of Mary Angela. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Get all the way out. Mary Angela, do you know the cure for cancer? It's, it's not purple. watermelon it's, seeds. It's purple. It's purple and watermelon seeds. Get out. I can't. Um, this guy is real. So he claimed that he could cure your cancer 100%. And not only that, but he could do it within the month. He said he could do it, I think he said three to four weeks, cancer gone. In a fortnight, what you're going to be cured. Well, obviously, that's not true. Not true. So people started dying. Well, the press and everyone's out there waiting, and so many people flocked to him to be cured. So then they started dying. Well, he can't have the regular patients know that the other patients are dying, and he can't have the press know. So he said... These people who suddenly disappeared, they went to an asylum because they were too far gone for treatment. And what he was actually doing is he would sit, not actually sit, but he would store these bodies for days or weeks at a time until he was able to sneak them off and cremate them. And the nurses used to take them um, from the morgue down to where they were able to cremate them and they would take them in the nighttime so that the other patients didn't see or know that these people had died and they were being cremated. What the fuck? And he would do that and say they got sent to an asylum and then he would still continue to write letters to those patients' families pretending to be that patient. Oh my God. So they thought that their loved one was still alive getting their cure for cancer, getting those good old watermelon seeds when in reality they were dead. He killed hundreds of people. Hundreds. Someone went through an investigator and estimated that within, so 1937 is when it opened, and I think in 1940, 1940 something is when it closed and he was finally indicted for fraud. In that time, he made $4 million off of cancer patients. Oh my God. And that's not it being calculated for inflation. He made $4 million in 1940. Yes. Thinking that they were going to have their cancer cured. 100% success rate. That's Norman Baker. I'm like shocked right now. We're not even to the ghosts yet. I know. I know. Isn't this crazy? That's That is so fucked. Yep. Um, so he was a big catfisher and <laughs> he was like, hi, mom and dad, writing you from cancer camp, still alive and well. Love your son, Norm. Scratch, 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 scratch. <laughs> Adam. They didn't have white out back then. <laughs> um, 
But he finally was arrested and charged with fraud, and he got a whopping murder. He got a whopping four years in prison. The fuck, my dude. And then he was released from prison, and he died shortly thereafter from cancer. Good. (laughs) Good. He got cancer, and he died. What a piece of shit. He holy. Oh my god. That's Norman Baker. That's that circus is tent radio DJ cancer curer extraordinaire Rush Limbaugh Rush Limbaugh with his watermelon seeds and four million dollars. Holy shit! Won't he do it? I'm I'm fucking blown away right now. That's yep. crazy. So that happened, and then the hotel was later on bought by someone else, and now it's a hotel and spa. But they for famous people, right? With cancer. <laughs> They go in, but they don't come out. So now the hotel completely leans into the ghosts and that side of the paranormal. Also, as they were renovating, I forgot about this. They were renovating and they found bodies, bodies in the walls. Bodies, oh, sure. Bodies in the walls. They found, they dug up an entire pit that was full of specimens and cures. So, like, cure number two was on the bottle. And they sent some of them away for testing. And they were like, unfortunately, we have a feeling we know what most of those jars contain. And it's human remains. Yeah. But they, the morgue is still intact. They have those specimens, those human bodies, those body parts in formaldehyde in the morgue still for people to go through and look and see. And, yeah. So they, that's, when they were excavating and so renovating, in, they were finding insane. more bodies and more body parts. That is insane. In the hotel. So now onto the ghosts, because of course this shit is haunted, haunted as F. fuck. Haunted, haunted, hainted, haunted. So the number one ghost that people run into is the ghost of Michael, and ghost Michael is in room two eighteen. I don't know why I thought you were going to say the ghost of Christmas past. The ghost of Christmas past, Michael. So Michael apparently was one of the construction workers when they were originally building the hotel in the 1800s. Yeah. And story says that Michael was standing up on scaffolding and was leaning over to try to catch the attention of a girl and fell to his death Mm. like an idiot. Good job, Michael. Good job, Michael. And Michael, where he fell and where he died is now where room 218 is. And some people describe Michael as being almost like a poltergeist type of a spirit. So he's always fucking with you. He's flicking the lights on and off. He's flicking the lights on and off. He turns the AC on in winter, turns the heat on in the summer. People say that they'll go to reach to like grab their luggage out of the closet. And it's like someone is holding it back and then he'll let it go. And they go flying backwards. I don't know. So their luggage like hits them in the face. My first thought was that like they went to reach for their luggage and they felt someone slap their hand. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Right. No. You don't get to take it. Um, wow. Michael. Yeah. So Michael will apparently do that. Michael will apparently grab ladies butts. Oh, of course he does. Yep. I mean, if he apparently was trying to catcall a girl and fell off the scaffolding. So he sounds like a keeper. I mean, he he died the way he lived. Trying to get girls, <laughs> trying to grab some ass, and um, failing totally. Yeah. Um. So he'll do that. He will also. People have said they've seen him reaching out from the mirror. They'll be looking in the mirror and then see hands reach out at them, which I don't like that at I all. Like that. Um. What's the other thing he'll do? He. Oh my god, he's such an asshole. So people say <laughs> as they're starting to fall asleep, right as they're right on the cusp. It'll be like someone is violently shaking them. 
like, no, wake up. Wake up, right. <laughs> and Grandma one guy, put a little wake up. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, How's supposed to be the way that she go? Michael. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? Michael. Michael, stop. You wanted to. And they're like, Michael. <laughs> Michael's like, let me grab your butt. Um, some guy gave an account where he said he was falling asleep and it felt like someone jolted him. And then he heard what sounded like when he opened his eyes, like footsteps running away. So it was like Michael almost got caught. And he's, he's like, like no. <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking ass so that's michael what else has michael done i think that's really the biggest ones he turns the lights on and off oh he'll pound on the inside of the walls oh i hate that. that's fun yeah right pounds on the walls shakes you awake try to grab your butt and he'll reach out from the mirror at you so michael's a butthead and apparently 218 is one of the most active rooms mm. um oh this is the story i was waiting for about michael here's my last story about michael and then i'm done talking about him they had an investigation going, and the EMF readers were not picking up anything. Now, for our new listeners, EMF reader is electromagnetic magnetic field. It's uh, a way a lot of ghost hunters will use it to say, oh, my God, there's an there's electromagnetic activity, field. There's activity here because the spirit is pulling electric energy. It could also be from a fridge or an AC unit or anything. But the EMF reader was not detecting anything. And so they asked Michael what his preference was. Michael, do you like blondes, brunettes, or redheads? And on redhead, the EMF reader went crazy. <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and that took me on a tangent where I was like, of course he's going to like redheads. Because every dude has a thing for redheads. I'm on the dating apps and all the time. Oh, you have red hair. Oh, you're a redhead. Stop fetishizing me because of my hair color. Anyways, Michael's a dick who likes redheads. Norman Baker's still hanging around, too. Yeah. He likes to hang out in the basement. <laughs> Where are you What's going? What's he doing down there? Baker in the basement. Who knows? Finding some watermelon seeds. Right. I was like, is he doing something with watermelons? Eating like, watermelon. what's he doing? He's eating watermelon. They used to include the basement in part of the tour, and apparently he just was scaring people so much that they just closed it off. They were like, we're sick of this. Full body apparitions. People say that when they see him, he almost looks like he's lost, like he doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> he's just bewildered and lost and roaming around the hotel. But the big thing is now there are no phones connected in the basement anymore. Those phone lines are cut. But the lobby of the hotel will still receive calls from the basement. <laughs> And the employees still have to go down to the basement and check it out when the calls come in. Fuck that. Even though they know that the phone line is cut, they still have to go down and check it out. Because what if, what if, what Fuck if it's it. the one situation where it's a regular person, right? I'm like, God, you Fuck could not that. pay me Fuck enough that. money. Can you imagine the new guy where they're like, oh, we got a call from the basement. Send Jimmy it's down. It's his first week. I was going to say Steve. It's on Steve. you, Steve. That's all you, Steve. So they'll go down, they'll check at the basement, there's no one there. They come back up, and all of the lines that used to be in the basement will be ringing in the lobby. Fuck that. That are all cut. Fuck all of that. Yep. Fuck all of that. Fuck you, Norman Baker. Fuck all the way off. So that happens with Mr. Norman Baker. Now, on a, on a better note, you also have room 419, and that's known as Theodora's room. And Theodora, 
from what we know, was a cancer patient. But she doesn't look like she's a cancer patient. Like, she apparently is still dressed in regular clothing. And other visitors will see her, like, fumbling with her keys in the door. She's apparently had full-on conversations with visitors telling them about how she's neat and tidy and she'll clean up. And guests have put their bags in the room gone and done stuff and come back and like everything is neatly packed in their bags for them everything's put away like she cleans up after people she's really nice it's nice it's still creepy it's creepy but i'd rather have that than a ghost that shakes me awake as i'm starting to fall asleep yeah no kidding please theodore do you mind folding my panties and let me sleep as michael's like wake up makeup. yep yes <laughs> i hate you so because of all of this... Norman, why did you leave the keys upon the table? You want to. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Um, Theod- oh, the other thing that happened in Theodore's room is during another investigation, there was a camera that was set in her room and like a, a picture-taking camera. And it kept going off and it kept taking pictures even after the battery had died. And when they went back and looked at the pictures, the pictures are from all different points and angles in the room. But that camera did not move. Right. It stayed in the same spot. So who knows? That's weird. Um, back to our other favorite thing, child death. There was a little girl that apparently fell to her death from one of the higher floors. So much child death. There you go, Gail Marie. And visitors will still see a little girl falling to her death. And they'll like go and tell the hotel workers. And the hotel workers are like, "Mm, no, she's fine. (laughs) She goes. That already happened. She done been dead. She done been dead. It's fine. No, she fine. She fine. She fine. Um, So a little girl fell to her death and people still see her falling. And I just imagine, too, for that little girl, it's a joke now where she's like, I'm going to fuck with these people. She's like, watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And the people are like, oh, my God. She's like, jokes on y'all. <laughs> Got him. Um, there's another account. So there are so many ghost stories. I could literally keep going on and on about this happened to this person and this happened to this person. But I'll just give a few more and then you can go online. There are pictures of Crescent Hotel that people have taken of full body apparitions, um, orbs, which I think are bullshit. Other different sort of specters and smoke and stuff. It's really interesting. If we ever find ourselves in Arkansas, we're staying there. Like, it's awesome. Another account is this guy went into the hotel bar and saw another guy sitting at the bar, staring off, like staring straight ahead. And the visitor was like, tried to, you know, make conversation or try to talk to him. And the patron sitting at the bar was not having any of it and was just like staring straight ahead and not interacting. So the visitor went and sat somewhere else. And another guy came in and also tried to interact with the bar patron who, again, just stared straight ahead. And when that visitor went and sat with the other one, then they looked back to the bar to be like, that was really weird. That guy didn't say anything to us. He was gone. And when they walked over to the bar, they looked up and he was on the second landing looking down at them. And then they said, oh, let's go walk up to the second landing. Fuck that. Fuck that. Why do you walk towards it? And they say that when they were walking up the second landing, they felt a pressure on their chest, basically just like pushing them to go back downstairs. Like, don't follow me. I feel bad. The spirit was like, I just wanted to have a fucking drink and you want to come up here and you want to talk to me. And then I go upstairs and you want to follow me. He's like, it starts with you want to talk, then you want to take a picture, then you want an autograph, then you want me to call your friend and tell them that we met. It's I'm not interested. I'm not here for it. Get out of my hotel and bar 
So that happened. I don't know who that ghost is. And yeah, there's a there's just a lot. So the morgue is still there and the morgue they keep it intact. The original um autopsy table is still in the morgue. People call the morgue the portal. Um and they also give you the option when you're on the ghost tours if you want to go into the morgue and they'll close the door and turn the lights off and you can be in there by yourself if you want. Long? Until you ask them to let you out. Would you do it? I, I might. I would need to have a not buddy. alone. Yeah, yeah no, I, was I like, wouldn't not, do it not alone. Not by myself. I would do it with a friend. I don't think I could. Oh, I'm like getting chills up my spine just thinking about it. I'm I, like, I just know I would be like, someone's touching me. Someone's touching me, like, and you'd be me. like, that's me. <laughs> Sarah, so we're like, holding Who hands. Are you? Oh my god. Okay. 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 <sighs> and there'd be another voice that's like, I'm here too. Be like Norman. Get out of here, Norman. Get out of here, Norman. I think they have some watermelon upstairs. Yeah. So. That's in a nutshell, a very quick and dirty nutshell, because I could have gone way further with this and I didn't. That's the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Get it, girl. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I love it. That's the story of Norman Baker. Yeah, I was like, I was listening. They also talk about this on And That's Why We Drink. And I went back and listened to that episode multiple times. And when they were talking about it, M, the one who does the story, they were like, I'm going to get into the history because the history is not too much. And then it's a lot of ghosts. And I was like, the history is the best everything. part. The history is, is everything. The about history that story. is the right. Mm-hmm. Norman, I could do an entire episode on oh, Norman Baker Norman. himself. Just Norman Baker. And his watermelon seeds. He would open your skull and pour them on your brain yeah, to treat your that. brain cancer. No. 100% success rate. Zero stars do not recommend. I She just can't handle it. I can't. Yeah, like that's so fucked. So that's the Crescent Hotel. Go check it out. If you're ever in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, go stay there and tell us about your experience. Christ. With Norman Baker. And let us know if your cancer is cured. Or if anybody touched your butt. Yeah. You know, I'm lonely. I should go see if Michael you should will touch go my down butt. there. See if he'll touch your butt, Michael. Amy. He'd be like, mm, "Oh, I'm. I have red hair." Yeah, you're his type, girl. Oh, done. Get it. Go get. There's you some, my next some boyfriend. Butt touching. There's my next and boyfriend. And be thankful for it. I'm so thankful. All right, y'all. <laughs> Thank We're you so, so much for listening. For you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy I hope Thanksgiving. you're eating with people and getting some great sales online and not having to go ruin people's holidays by yeah, don't go shopping. shopping on Thanksgiving or Black Friday, which I don't believe in because I've worked retail not for years. as good. They, Just go it's really on not. the internet, girl. Just go on the internet. You know what you should do if you're going to spend money on Black Friday? You should subscribe to our Patreon. I know. If you're thankful for us and the quality content that we put out there, you should show your gratitude to the show. And the best way that you can do that is by signing up for our Patreon. We have $1, $5, and $10 donation tiers. And we're currently at zero subscribers because we've lost everyone. (laughs) That's not accurate. (laughs) It's not. It's not. It's not. We're still doing doing very well, and we're very thankful for you guys. But everyone else can go fuck themselves. So that's the best way that you can help out the show. (laughs) Of course, if you don't have the money, because the holidays are happening and shit's going on you can still support our show by leaving us five star reviews five on stars. itunes spotify stitcher google play soundcloud anywhere where you listen to podcasts and it gives you the option to give it a rating give us five stars and tell us why you love us so much because we love you guys darn it and we're getting a lot of shit so we, we are really love now love. mind you we've gotten a little feisty about it which means trolls are going to come extra hard now but we're at ready. the same time like we've been yeah we're not 
we're not ready to back down. We're not ready to make nice. Like we're we're standing up for ourselves. I knew what I was doing when I made that post. I knew what I was doing. Inviting the haters. I was to drink a tall glass of haterade. Listen to dead time stories. Listen to our show, and then of course follow us on Instagram. Dead time stories with a Z, all one word. That's it's also real feisty up on Instagram. It is. Our email address is deadtimestories at gmail dot com. And Sarah loves those emails, y'all. You I heard. I do. Say it to my face. Say it to her face. They I make, check it every day. day. Uh, and that's the best way that you can help our show. So we love hearing from you guys. We love the feedback. So reach out. Tell us how much you like it. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. And yeah, have a great time. That's all. Have a great Thanksgiving and tune in next week. Yes. Tune in next week. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And, and this, this has, has been, been Dead Time Stories. Thank you for listening. Gobble, gobble, bitch. Gobble these nuts. Gobble these. Oh, that was our that was our episode last year. It was, wasn't it? Aww. I love it. We didn't even make any nut jokes. Happy Thanksgiving, Sarah. Happy Thanksgiving, Sarah. You nut. Aww. Ah. I'm going to gobble some nuts. I'm lonely. Do it. <laughs> Someone needs to buy me that John Wayne Gacy mannequin. Oh, That's the sound of Sarah gobbling some nuts. Are you, That's are you gargling <laughs> Gobble, gobble, gobble. I thought you were like, blah, 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 on But she's like, <laughs> They're way in there. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, God. <laughs> My mom listens to this. <laughs> Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 